Hello, Rachel. Hi, Brian. So how was your week? Um, terrible. I'm glad we're drinking Manhattans right now because mm-hmm. if anyone orders Merlot, I'm leaving. <laughs> I am not drinking any fucking Merlot. Thank you, Paul Giamatti. <laughs> also, nope to Paul Giamatti. Because remember when we were in Sonoma and we had that delicious Merlot? Oh, yeah. And Paul Giamatti ruined Merlot for like over a decade. He was standing like there, movie. like scolding us for it. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, it's delicious. Okay, so, there's Paul Nope in our open. That's how bad this week was. This is This Week in Nope. The podcast where we shut it down. Is no, my sign is no, my number is no. Mm. You need to let it go, mm. you need to let it go, mm. need to let it go. Okay, Rachel, so um, we don't know when it is or where you are right uh, now. No, it could be anywhere, right? Along... Because we're recording this like God knows, it could be yesterday, it could be a week ago, it could be two weeks ago because you're traveling the world. I am, I am going to Portugal and Germany. And I'm going nowhere. I'm sitting here in the heat, the sweltering heat of New York City. So we need to bank the content. That's right. This is evergreen content. We so have to serve the audience. They we, will we not be no denied. Choice. They will not be denied. There'll be pitchforks and the torches in the streets if we do yes, not we must, do not release a note. So who knows when this is coming out? I hope you enjoy it. There's going to be no topical news in here <laughs> i hope be that super random random so just fast this is like catch as catch can who knows we don't know what we're talking about let's jump let's right just in go right in <laughs> <laughs> really literally speaking of random <laughs> jumping in <laughs> jumping in all in uh this is a story about ashley beth roland this really is this ashley. is gonna this is a nonsense episode <laughs> like i got very little here <laughs> ashley <laughs> Ashley Beth Rowland, who's 23 years old, Florida, of course. She's accused of stealing $5,000 from her friend's apartment. She was a house guest at at her friend's apartment, and um, no good deed goes unpunished. So uh, he apparently was in the shower, and she took $5,000 and then took off. Okay. Uh, So he reported it to the police, and they caught her, and she confessed. And they brought her in, and they searched her, and... (laughs) Inside her vagina. They like really searched they her. Real, this was a thorough, these Florida cops, they're very oh thorough. My God. Inside her vagina, they found $6,233. So perhaps it had been accumulating interest <laughs> while it was in the bank, so to speak. Yeah, there's a high rate of return. <laughs> I've well, the Fed that. just raised interest. No, they cut. Wait, they, they cut interest rates. Yes. Uh, yeah. By a quarter but, point. By a quarter point. Thank you, <laughs> Jerome Powell. <laughs> Well, anyway, so she was accruing interest in her vagina. It grew from five to sixty-two thirty-three, but that's not all. They also found a clear plastic bag, including had one gram of meth. So she had all of this. There's a lot of storage space in there. (laughs) Wow. Okay. I I don't know. It's like Manhattan mini storage, (laughs) maxi storage, (laughs) maxi pads. I don't know. I don't know any of that works okay. down there. Right. Okay, so she okay. had six over six thousand dollars in a bag of meth, just like sort of hanging out. That's correct. Okay, <laughs> but stuck in <laughs> okay. also. But the crazy thing is that she then denied that the meth was hers or that she had put it there. That's bullshit. <laughs> That's like saying retweets are not endorsements. Like you, you own it. You like own it. it is in your body. Like what she was just like doing a flip, and it just like <laughs> fell, fell in. in. <laughs> 
No. She was like walking over a vent in the sidewalk, Ashley. like a subway vent that was blowing up. Oh, wait, I have a story. I have a personal story about this. I forgot about this. So I was on the jury uh, a few years ago. Uh, this guy, I shouldn't say his name in case he comes and kills me. He was convicted. Um, he uh, attacked a... He was convicted, so I can say this. He kidnapped and robbed and attacked a uh, Tanzanian acrobat. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this, this happens is an every interesting day. case. <laughs> By Port Authority. Okay. Um, it was fun. It was a fun jury to be on. Uh-huh. Um, and this guy, uh, <laughs> one, once I got... So you're not supposed to, like, Google anyone or do any research right. while you're on the case. Gosh, but when it was so over, hard, of course, not, right, yeah. of course, when he was done, he had a pretty distinctive name. I went and, um, and Googled him. Him. And it turned out that he was a multi-time offender. And the previous time he had been arrested was um, he had stolen a, an iPhone from the Apple store. And they couldn't find it. They stopped him because they suspected that he did it. And then they called the phone. And it was up his butt. And it <laughs> rang. Wow. Yes. Wow. Don't believe me. Believe the New York Post, who reported on it at the time. Oh I could not God. believe it. But it was completely in character. This guy was no good. <laughs> this, I, I heard that Apple story, this iPhone story. I said, this guy is totally capable of kidnapping a Tanzanian acrobat. He and this woman should go into business. <laughs> they could have a crime syndicate. <laughs> a storage company. <laughs> <laughs> like those they're places very... that come and pick up your stuff, like they're... you leave it on the curb. <laughs> they're very gifted. <laughs> no, it could be like a, a pyramid scheme. They could recruit other people. <laughs> Just hold on to it. Just hold on until we give you the word and eject. Okay, no. No, no, no. Ashley, Ashley, call us. Call us. We will help you come up with a better story. (laughs) You need a better (laughs) entrepreneur. You need a better side hustle (laughs) than this grifting meth (laughs) in your your vagina. Okay. (laughs) When I take notes for these things, I have just written here vagina meth. I have meth in vagina. <laughs> <laughs> okay, same difference. Okay, and okay then I no, have no, cocaine. no. Um, I'm going to stay on the ridiculous smuggling. Okay, <laughs> people are just smuggling everything. They're they... smuggling. There's no limit to the smuggling. Here's a guy, some an older guy. He's like 65. He was caught in the Barcelona airport. He's a guy from Colombia, and the security people say he was acting quote considerably nervous, and he attracted attention because his hairpiece. <laughs> Was of what they say disproportionate size. <laughs> now, I'm sure this is a common affliction for Colombian men of a certain age. They have ill fitting toupees. All I have is meth in vagina and then cocaine in toupee. So I know what you're going to say. Okay. So um, they pulled him aside, they removed this hairpiece, and they found a perfectly sealed package taped to his head <laughs> containing $34,000 of cocaine. And the picture, the mugshot from the front and the side was released. I will link to it in the show notes. <laughs> and it's ridiculous. It looks like an old Spanish man with a dinner roll taped to his head. <laughs> or like some sort of like man bun. If only he knew your friend, the guy who could put an iPhone up his butt. 
There's so many this better places, so many more never. secure places. And also, like, why would he not get a better hairpiece? Hair I mean, if he's going to invest in $34,000 of Coke, pay $500 for a better hair for, ca- hair, hair piece. They're not yes, that expensive. Don't be so or join the hair club for men. There's, there's got to be. Have implants. I mean,. Get extensions. Get extensions. Yes, extensions. Just make a bun. They do really good ones. Yeah, have a bee, have a beehive hairdo. Yeah, dress up like a drag queen. You'll have like ample bosom to bury it in. (laughs) Totally, totally. Totally. Okay, but this is now a trend. He was he did not invent this. So a few years ago, there was another woman in Madrid. This is all Spain, um, who had nine hundred grams of coke sewn into wigs. (laughs) So there's a hair. So it's like a thing. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a thing. There was um, in Lisbon Airport nearby. Oh, you're oh. going to be there. Maybe you'll see this. There was cocaine sewn into a fake butt, which okay. is like attached like to something. Like a Kardashian. Like yeah, like are... a Kardashian butt. Uh-huh. Like, and it looks like it has implant, but it's actually filled with cocaine. That, that makes a lot of sense, yep. though. And then in 2017, five men were arrested for having a million dollars worth of meth inside penis-shaped candles. Okay. I've heard of condoms. So, like, what did they think? Like, well, if the candles are penis shaped, <laughs> then no one will suspect. I'll never know. Why if, not in regular why candles? Why not just regular candles? Or those like Mary, those like Catholic candles? Yeah. Votive. What are those called? Th- those are much better. Yes. With yeah, with then like people Jesus would respect them. them. Mary, like and no one would, would ever them. know. But the penis candles. No, but I'm candles, like, I know. Let's make them. Penis and vagina shapes. <laughs> <laughs> this this is nonsense. No, no. These people stop trying need, to smuggle this stuff. These people are not good at their job. <laughs> you have one job. Get the fucking Get cocaine the fucking in across the line. Right. Just do this it. It's like Keystone cops are getting too creative. <laughs> Just stick to the tried and true methods. Just stick to the script. <laughs> Put we it. do not need innovation here. No. No. <laughs> we don't want to disrupt. Drug smuggling. No. Do it the old fashioned. I don't know what the old fashioned way is, but there had to have been better ways before. Th- this this is terrible. Shut it down. Nope. 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 Let's talk more about stupid people. Okay. Um, I'm going to talk about Jamie Biscaglia, who um, is from uh, Washington State. Oh. She was at the Tacoma Narrows, and she was part of a salmon fishing derby. Okay. Who among us has not know. participated? <laughs> I don't know what that salmon. is. But okay. You like try to catch as many salmon as you can in a given oh. period of time. Okay. We used to have like on Port Washington Town Dock, we'd have a snapper derby. A derby. Okay. It's like the roller derby, but like. Like a derby. Like the, yeah, like a derby. Like derby? Okay. <laughs> no, like in England, they say derby. They say derby? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, she was not winning. She was losing the salmon derby. And she realized that she. <laughs> There was another contest, which was the photo contest for okay. people who basically knew they weren't going to win the Salmon Derby. They could have an adjacent photo. They could at least win something. They could win something, <laughs> like a consolation prize. Like, take a picture of a salmon, okay. and you could and win. And make it great, and you'll win That's something. Right. But in her failed attempt to chat salmon, she actually caught an octopus. And you know how I feel about octopuses. They're very smart. They're very smart. I've read multiple books about them. I won't eat them because they're so smart. I feel like they're very close to humans. I'm very empathetic towards octopuses. Not octopi, octopuses. Um, so she caught an octopus inadvertently and decided she was that was going to be her entry in the photo contest. Okay. So as a joke, sort of like a cute, clever joke, she put it up against her face and Bad like stuck idea. it on her Bad face. Idea. What could possibly go wrong? So of course... The octopus like suctioned onto her face 
And she says, my note, my friends noticed that my face had changed. Um, it sucked onto her face. We couldn't get the beak, the beak like projected out. We couldn't get the beak to dislodge. It was like a prong. In her face. Yes. And she couldn't get the octopus off her face, not just because of the suction, but because there was like projectile like in, in her like, face. Yes. Yeah. She said she, she was like she bled, spear. she bled profusely for 30 minutes. And she said, even now, there's still a pus pocket um, oh, related to this. That's, now, that's what would you do if this had happened to you? If well, you... first of all, it wouldn't happen to me <laughs> if I I would not interact with an octopus. <laughs> Humans and animals should not interact. Should Certainly not, not octopus. No, unless no. you're a trained professional. No, and you're playing with fire. The <laughs> you're octopus... playing with legs, <laughs> tentacles. They they are much more evolved than we are. Oh, completely. And they know what they're doing. This is a dangerous game. Right. No, <laughs> it's, a, it's a deadly high wire act. <laughs> Okay, so what would you do if this had happened to you? You picked up an octopus, it suctioned to its face, and it pierced your face with its beak. I think what I would do, and I I know that this is probably not the right thing to do, is what I would do if I got like a like a what's it called a leech on me. I would ask yes. someone to get salt and pour it on the octopus. Oh, okay, that's what I would okay. do. I don't well, know. No, if she that was would able, they were able to pull it off, but then okay, so she's bleeding. She's got pus pockets. You go to the hospital, right? Yeah, of You're course. Like shit. She didn't go to the hospital. No, she waited two days to go to the hospital. <laughs> she was just like, ah, <laughs> another day. By which time, what, now what do you think triggered? By which time her face was paralyzed. Well, yeah, uh, <laughs> there's like venom, yeah, right? I don't there's know if like there's venom, ink. but something happened. <laughs> <ink. laughs> like, These tattoos like, started like, popping squid. up like squid, squid tattoos. Like octopus oh, art. Okay. <laughs> oh, it was an artist. <laughs> it was a creative. Okay. Okay. <laughs> the creative. No, so she waited two days while her face became paralyzed before she said, Oh, maybe I should go to the doctor. And then they they said they brought her in and like the IVs wouldn't work because her arm was swelled up like an elephant. Her arm? Yes. Like her entire body her entire... was like in shock. But okay. <laughs> this woman is way too chilled out. She needs to be alarmed. She's from Washington State. People there are pretty chill. She needs Stacey and Chris, to sorry, no, maybe no drink insult. more yeah. coffee or like... She gets just, jacked up. She, like, she needs a, some meth in her pay, vagina. Pay, <laughs> pay attention. Well, that is her advice. They said, do you have any advice for someone in this situation? She was interviewed on the TV news. She said, my advice is know what you're touching before you touch it. Yeah, wake up. Duh, Duh you're three years old. Through life. <laughs> also, don't light a match on your face and don't cross the street before you look. Yeah. Don't touch an octopus. Don't put an octopus on your face. That's and then, of course, the, the, the punchline is what did she do after she boiled and grilled the octopus and then served it on a salad? Oh, that's terrible. No. no you no. deserve it. I hope there were still like pieces of her flesh stuck the, to that it. That octopus's family, one night while she sleeps, she's going to wake up. They're getting up revenge. Like <laughs> wake up covered in octopuses. No, no. No, no. Shut it down. Okay. Um,. Let's see. Oh, now I have. I wrote. I wrote fetish package. Yeah, fetish package, <laughs> and then I have like public wedgie. I don't know. What that no, means. I'm going to tell you about the public wedgie <laughs> now. So anyway, I'll cut to the chase. This might be short. There is a city worker in London who pays up to a hundred pounds at a time every other week to be given wedgies in public. He said it is the perfect combination of humiliation, domination, and pain. 
Um, this started when he was a child and his uh, bullies in school used to give him wedgies. <laughs> wedgies? Like, could, could we explain what a wedgie is? I think is everyone for... knows what a wedgie is. It's, it's like when like... you pull the underpants up from <laughs> the back and it... and it like grabs your balls. Yes. And, and then it... it could vary in degrees of severity. It could just be like yanking it up like a for thong. a second. It's like right. creating a thumb. Or in this case, he described a traumatic situation as a kid where they hung him from a tree. In, from his underwear? Yeah, which oh, seems very terrible. dangerous, right? And pe- the kids were laughing at no. him. I would be traumatized too, traumatized, yeah. and you never know it might manifest itself later in life as a fetish, which is exactly what it did. Okay. Uh, yeah, he said it's difficult to say when the thought of the wedgie shifted from nightmare to something that I now like. So what is the news here? Was this like in the <laughs> Daily Mail? <laughs> yes, the sun. <laughs> He says he does it every other week. It's like getting a massage. And he acknowledges that it's expensive, but he says he's like a banker so he can afford it. What's the news (laughs) He says, how much I pay. This is how good the economy is. People can afford these kinds of luxuries, disposable income. (laughs) He says, how much I pay depends on how good the wedgie is. Okay. He said, the most I spent is 100 pounds for one where two women ripped my pants off in Hyde Park on a busy summer afternoon. Wow. Okay. That concludes the story. Okay. Well, thank <laughs> I just you had for to get it off my that. chest. He's probably a client of the next person I'm about to <laughs> okay, talk about. Okay. Continue. This is also in the UK. There's a lot of fetishes in the UK. Yes. Like, there's a lot Brexit of Brexit is a sort of fetish. Brexit. There's royalty, just a lot of like, obsession. Is a, behaviors. Yes. yes. It's all so one big fetish. They a, pretend to be all buttoned up. But they're very no, naughty. They're, they're wild. They're wild. <laughs> Behind closed doors. Naughty. So there's this 68-year-old divorcee in a place called Swindon, England. Oh, I've been there. Yeah, and no, she's... I haven't been there. I've seen the road signs for there. Swindon. Yeah, she's turned like into a, a dominatrix. She goes by <laughs> Mistress Sophia, and she charges masked clients upwards of $150 an hour to clean her house in Swindon. Um, and it also her so house. She has charges a, them. She to charges clean them the house. to clean her house. Does she provide the mask and the costume, or is, is that is that gratis, or do they have to bring your own? She provides the mask, and she has a playroom full of toys. And she says there's no touching at all. That her clients are allowed to worship her feet, but they cannot go above the ankles. So they're cleaning her house like worms <laughs> on the f- like they're Wait, like Roombas. I'm going to throw your question right back at you. Where's the news hook here? <laughs> this just sounds like a channel on Pornhub. Like I don't both know. of this these. Was, I, this was in the New York Post, I think. It was just like here's a person. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is what we've been reduced to. It's here's the a, end of August, and our news items are not about Trump. They're not about the pitiful state of our democracy. It's like here's a pervert. <laughs> Oh, here's another pervert. Well, here's a stupid woman with an octopus on a fa- her face. Here's a woman with some meth up her vagina. We're really killing it on the Pulitzer worthy. We have so many journalists who listen to this podcast. I'm so embarrassed. Like I know. Walt Mossberg is probably listening to this. Walt, we apologize Walt. for this oh, nonsense. God. Oh, God. oh, please keep true. listening. It's, it's all true. It's We're dedicated to the truth. This we, is not fake news. No, no. It's all real news <laughs> told secondhand with debatable accuracy yes (laughs) okay but we try our best but i i say the nope not to the dominatrix i say get that money while they get in it's good yeah nope to the clients nope to the clients who are these people i don't know everyone's got their thing if they're willing to pay for it 
to roll on the floor and like <laughs> you can do it for free. Yeah. If you want to clean my house for free, wear whatever you want. You don't even have to <laughs> No. <laughs> okay. Please no. No. Okay. No, shut it down. Uh, if I if I was a better editor, I would edit out edit out this entire segment, but, but I'm no. too lazy, so you're gonna listen to it. Okay, Rachel, you have a couple more, right? Yes. We're we're living in a time that is just so depraved and disgusting. And you <laughs> need to you need to protect of... <laughs> yourself against it, especially if you're investing in long term projects. So Do I wanna, we though? Do well, we Well, if you're if you're like a production company, you, you need <laughs> to have what is known as disgrace insurance. Oh. And so it's a new we thing. All need that. Hollywood production companies are taking it out to protect themselves from cancel culture. Oh. Oh, you've so, written about, I mean... I've written about cancel culture and receipts culture. And so there's this new company called Spotted. I think they're in Boston. They've raised um, $11 million and they have this new product called Spotted Risk. And it's going to be released onto the marketplace later this summer. And it has an ad in The Hollywood Reporter that asks... Have you been disgraced? In all caps, and it's offering which is a hundred percent of the readership of the Hollywood Reporter. Yes, yes. Um, it it's offering companies financial protection for celebrity scandals, and it's encompassing everything from drunk driving arrests to racist tweets. The college admissions scandal and the payout. It sounds like there would be enormous liability involved here. Like, can you sue for like the value of your career if something happens? If you no, it's only up to ten million dollars. So you really can't insure like but Tom Cruise. But if you're Cruise. that rich, right? Do you really need ten million dollars? Ten million dollars of insurance? Right. Exactly. Right. I mean, it might help a little bit, maybe. Yeah. I mean, it's like the cost of like three days in court for your lawyers. Right, right. So, I mean, the payouts are based on the, the public's reaction. There's a oh. system of zero to 100 called the public outcry index. Oh, and God. And it's, um, yes, and it's paid out to record labels, sports teams, or anyone that employs a potentially risky public figure. So the, the company uses a research firm to conduct these online polls to as assess the outcry, which um, determines the seriousness of the scandal. There's tier one, like Felicity Huffman, which will pay $2 million, And then there's like tier five, which is like Weinstein or Cosby, which pays the full $10 million. And I just say, this is outrageous. Like, I mean, talk like... Economists talk about moral hazard, which is this thing in insurance, which right. is like the lack of incentive to guard against a risk when you're insured. This is this insurance is going to create <laughs> havoc in the street. It's going to be like the purge. Yes, like the movie, the purge. Gonna People create... are going to run amok in the streets. <laughs> yes, if they know pillaging. That, like, yes, the only no thing keeping them like tethered remotely to reality to morality is the fact that they know that the, there's they economic might be... consequences. Yes. yes. Because there's no shame anymore. No being, shame. You there's can't be shamed. No shame. So this is um, this is going to destroy society yes. from the outside. And you know in. who my nope goes to? My nope doesn't go to the company because there's always someone trying to make a bucket. It's to the investors, what fucking investor is going to put eleven million dollars into this nonsense? Into like yeah, the public outcry <laughs> index. Like <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> you know? Like really? Definitely a West Coast investor, not yes, a New York investor. No, nope, no, shut this down, nope. please. Oh, you have time for one more? Yes, I have time for one more. We're okay. keeping this short. This yes. Week. yes. So we've talked about Operation Varsity Blues, which was, you know, something that you could insure against with the, you know. Felicity Huffman. Yes, with the disgrace college insurance. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the parents are paying this corrupt college admissions counselor to get their kids into schools. But now the Wall Street Journal is reporting on a different college admissions scandal that's even more disgusting. 
Do tell. So <laughs> wealthy parents are transferring legal guardianship of their own college-bound children to less wealthy relatives or friends so that the kids can claim need-based financial oh aid. Oh, my God. So this is like financial aid surrogacy. Yes. They're like basically are putting their, their kids up for adoption <laughs> at the age so of 18. So they can get financial aid. So that, like, right. Which they can, uh, you know... These people live and in homes. And who would want a child at the age of 18 <laughs> for the privilege of filling out financial aid forms, which is probably one of the least pleasant things you can do? Maybe the parents pay the relative or the... Right, but then it's an arbitrage game, right? I guess, yeah. you know, you get the discount on the college, but you still have to pay the price of admission, wink, wink, to pay the surrogates. Right. This is terrible. No, it, it's terrible. So there, there's universities in Illinois that are looking into it. Um, and the, the practice is actually legal. So some sometimes some of these things like point out what's legal is so immoral, and people will do, they'll they'll do whatever they can. It's not about they, morality; it's about skirting the law. Right, it's it, grifter nation. It's grifter nation, as we've said so, millions of times. Yes. Um, so there was one person who spoke to the journal who said that she transferred guardianship of her 17-year-old daughter <laughs> to her business partner, and um, her household income was greater than $250,000 a year, um, but she said that she and her husband have spent over $600,000 putting several other children through college, and they have no equity in their home, which is valued at $1.2 million. Oh, poor them. It's just so sad. So sad. She had and no they only cash make $250,000. A year, yeah, oh. it's just it's just so terrible. They so had hard. no choice, right? They also they... had a choice to have seven children, <laughs> <laughs> really, <laughs> really, right? It's a choice, it's a choice, yes, that is a choice. Go put an octopus on your face, <laughs> one arm for each child. <laughs> This is, Go put an octopus I on mean, your face. I thought that Felicity Huffman, like paying off an SAT person, no, was bad. Worse. This is worse. This you're is basically worse. like changing your family structure. Like <laughs> this is terrible. You're selling off. And your is there ch- no set? Like, how do you explain it to your kid? It's like, son, I have something to tell you. <laughs> After <laughs> seventeen years, here. seventeen loving years, where I've cherished your uh, you as my son, uh, I'm now giving you up for the sake of sixty thousand dollars in tuition. Yeah, that's what you say. No. How can that be? That shouldn't be legal. No, and I'm like, doesn't that have to be approved by a judge? Shouldn't a judge have to legal, question? legal, you have to wonder why is that legal? There's some You can't even bring home play. a dog without like them checking out the home and yeah, stuff really? like that. You could just like adopt a 17-year-old to skirt financial aid regular. No, <laughs> shut this down, please. No, no. No. Okay, that was a silly, ridiculous, dare I say juvenile episode of This Week in Note, but it's the middle of the summer. That's the kind of things that are on our mind. It's a, it's a hot girl summer. <laughs> our minds are in the gutter. All we yes. need is a white claw, a white uh, claw. hard seltzer to keep us going, and some yups, these are little rays of light, the little beacons of hope that keep us going. Rachel, you have a delightful and terrifying yup. I do, yeah. So I watched um, this movie, uh, a documentary called The Great Hack on Netflix. It's terrifying, but it's really well done. Everyone should watch it. It tells the story of this professor, uh, David Carroll. He's an American professor, and he sued Cambridge Analytica uh, to find out what data points they had collected on him. And um, it's really scary and 
really interesting. And um, it's just unclear how we can possibly have a functioning democracy when there are companies that have basically figured out how to hack people's brains with weaponized propaganda. That's so, such a yuff. <laughs> such a yuff. yuff. Thanks for making me feel better. Um, a happier <laughs> happier thing is uh, I finally saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, the new Quentin Tarantino. Tarantino. Freaking brilliant. I, I wouldn't say I'm like a mega fan of his, but I enjoy what I've seen. It sort of this very long, non-linear, no real plot. It's Brad Pitt and uh, Leo DiCaprio. Is Brad that his Pitt name? Brad looks so good He lately. looks so good. It's hard. I think he's getting better looking. Better looking? Right? How is that possible? And it's like this counterfactual history of like the man, sort of loosely the Manson situation with Sharon Tate. So Margot Robbie is Sharon Tate. Uh-huh. But it's this counterfactual. I won't give away the ending, but whatever she's in it the problem is she's really really good but he, he only gives her like three spoken lines I mean, she's on screen a fair amount and like she has this glow and she acts with her eyes she yeah. smizes she, oh she's good at that <laughs> she's great at that she's but really beautiful she doesn't open smart. her mouth that much it's really unfortunate because she's very talented she's very talented yeah um anyway so go see the movie anyway everyone everyone it. is great in it. there's so many different cameos and actors um, and I don't like long movies, but this like flew by. He's the master of having like a 20 minute scene where nothing happens, but yeah. you're like on the edge of your seat and you can't believe it. He can, he figures out a way to justify the length. So yeah. I, I give it up for him. For okay. That. okay. Okay. Those are our yups. Uh, this has been a trouble week. Rachel, by the time our listeners hear this, you will be coming back. Hopefully, hopefully to the United yeah. States of America, safe and sound. Maybe you'll have seen Madonna in her new home of Portugal. In Porto. I'm going to look for her at the <laughs> farmer's market. She'll be in her bullfighter outfit, even though that's Spain. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> okay. Um, if you've been enjoying this podcast, please rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. Five stars only. But we have five stars. We want to maintain that. Don't fuck it up by Don't giving give us, us four. No, no go away. Go put an octopus on your face. <laughs> Just <laughs> okay. Unsubscribe. Okay. Hang in there. Get through the rest of the summer. It's almost Labor Day. Uh, we will see you back to a regular schedule when it's Labor Day. Thanks for listening. It's This Week in Nope. The podcast where we shut it down. Wanna be my new friend? We got a lot in common. We can talk about nothing. Shoot the shit. We got shit to shoot.